Hello, it is Nikki from the end of the episode. I have recorded this for you today because I have done some self-reflection on 2022, but I have also, in doing that reflection, looking backwards, taking the lessons, I have also started to curate and create what I want for myself moving forward. And so what you'll find at the end of this episode are some affirmations. I think that they will really serve you. I think that even if those particular affirmations aren't suitable, aren't appropriate and relevant to you, I think that just the process of hearing the reflection, taking the lessons and then the affirmations at the end, I think that that will help you in your own process. So if this episode resonates with you, please listen to the end or even just skip to the end so that you can hear the affirmations there. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and today I am coming to you with coffee in hand the morning of the 29th of December 2022. Um, This podcast was meant to be released this morning but because of technical issues it has not been. Um, In fact it has not been saved at all. I am completely (laughs) re-recording. So you are getting take two of this episode. What I want to talk to you about today is my personal biggest lessons from 2022. And I want to start where I left off in the last episode. If you've listened to the last episode, by the way, if you haven't, I was just about to say you've still got time. Um, And I actually disagree with myself there. Let me explain. Last episode was about reflecting. It was giving you the journaling prompts that I took my own clients through in the reflection of 2022 workshop that I did with them. And I posted on Facebook yesterday, you know, there's still time to do this. And when I looked at my own story that I posted, like it's, there's a few more days left of the year, I thought that sort of goes against what I genuinely firmly believe. So I want to explain that here because I think for those of you who listen to the podcast, you are, it feels like we are closer than people who just follow me on Instagram or LinkedIn, right? I don't believe that the clock strikes midnight and then there's this like renewal or there's this stop start. I just think it's a continuation of time with a different number on it. And don't get me wrong, I know for many, many people, the significance of a new start can be really motivating. The significance of a new year, a new month, a new week, a new day, I get it totally get it. But when it comes to, if it's a motivating factor, great, carry on as you were. If it comes to this feeling of, oh, well, I've got to do this because it's the end of that. Like I've got to reflect because it's the end of the year or it's, I'm just pointing out that it's not the only time that you get to reflect. You could get to January the 6th and be like, okay, I'm ready now or August the 16th and be like, okay, I've learned some of those lessons from last year now. And I, I've prepared for this podcast because I've been doing my own work and I can actually see that some of the lessons that I feel like I learned this year came off the back of 2021. So I sort of want to start the episode by giving you that snippet, which is don't feel obliged or required to reflect at any given moment. Allow your lessons to come to you only be motivated and led when it feels good, right? And then the second thing that I want to say is, again, something that I touched on in the last episode, which is when you're reflecting and you're taking the lessons and all the rest of it, please, please do so with compassion and love for yourself 
and also seeing all signs of the, all sides of the coin. Let me explain what I mean by that. All sides of the coin to me means imagine that you imagine you've balanced a coin on a table. And so I'm looking down at my table now. You should be too. Look down and you can see if you tilt your head, you can see one side of the coin. And then if you tilt your head the other way, you can see the other side of the coin. So heads and tails. And then because it's standing up, because you've balanced it, you can see the rim of the coin. I'm not sure if that's what it's called, but that's what you can see. Now, what that represents to me is you can see all of the things that have gone to shit, all of the bad things, all of the things that you would class as negative, all of the things maybe that you've done, said, been, that you could take lessons from and do things differently next time. That's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is everything that's gone well, all of the positives in inverted commas, um, all of the ways that you are proud of yourself, the things you've achieved, the goals, etc. And to me, both of those things are not objective. They are subjective because even if there are facts involved in both sides of that coin, we still feel a certain way about those events that have happened. And because of our upbringing and our conditioning and our cultural upbringing and societal and professional and all of the things, we will view those sides of the coin as the way our brain sees it the way we interpret those events. And we will take those events. And if we don't challenge ourselves, we can perceive both sides of the coin, good and bad in inverted commas. And we can take that into our future with our own stories around it. And so this rim that we can see when the coin is balanced is the truth. And the truth is what I'm constantly trying to connect my own clients to. Whereas they might have looked back on a situation in the past and, I don't know, cast their own judgment on it, good, bad or indifferent, what I'm always trying to lead people back to is their actual truth. What is true for you in any one given situation? And the reason that I bring this up is because one of the things I find when I lead my own clients through self-reflection is it's really hard for them sometimes to A, look back and take the lessons without casting criticism and shame and judgment on themselves. And that will come out in a way that sounds like, I just wish I'd have done better. I wish it had been better. I wish it have, et cetera. And worse, you know, they'll tell themselves a story of, well, you were just shit and they'll make it about their identity. It'll affect their self-esteem. And this kind of treatment of themselves makes them not want to practice self-reflection because it's, it's hurtful to themselves to practice self-reflection. So they'd rather not look back, right? And then the flip side can happen where they look back on the positives in inverted commas, the things that went well, the things that they're proud, they should be proud of. And they're not able to be in their own joy. They're not able to allow themselves to see their own personal progress praise. And some of them will only be able to take the positives as things they actually achieved and as opposed to maybe skills that they developed or situations that they um, persisted with, right? So I want you, when you're thinking, when you're listening to my episode, this episode today on my biggest lessons, I want you to assume that the work that I have done to get to this point is looking at myself through a lens of truth is allowing myself to sit with my own shame and see where, you know, maybe I feel, if I'd have recorded this episode without doing that work, 
I think it would have felt extremely vulnerable to share some of the things that I'm sharing with you today. But because I go ahead and I do that work with myself on myself, it allows me to sit with the discomfort of some things that I'd rather not see, never mind admit to myself, never mind speak out loud to potentially the whole world. Not that the whole world listens to this podcast. And I'm explaining all that heavy upfront to say, this is your work too. When you self-reflect, when you, you know, maybe write in your journal, the journal that exists just between you and it, no one else sees it. It takes for you to increase your self-compassion and drop the self-criticism and self-judgment in order for you to see your own truth, right? And that is both in celebrating yourself and also in seeing the parts of life and business where you maybe wish that things would have gone differently, right? So let me get into my biggest lessons of 2022. So the first one is when you try and force life and control it, Do not be surprised if life meets your force with equal levels of resistance. I know that I've posted that on Instagram and I would genuinely say that it has been my biggest lesson this year Um, and it started in 2021. So let me roll back and let me explain how this lesson has unfolded for me. Now, I'm going to give some examples, very, very personal examples here. Um, I I sort of want you guys to be listening to this, finding your own examples. I don't share any of these things, by the way, just to share my story. I share it because I know that sometimes when you listen to someone else's story and you go, oh, hang on a minute, that relates to me in ways X, Y, and Z, you can then, it's sort of like a trigger that you can respond to, that you can then go off and find your own lessons in what you've heard and what someone else has shared. That's why I'm sharing what I'm about to share. So, If you've already listened to the last episode, uh, 122, you've probably heard me explain this a little bit already, but allow me to go a bit deeper. So this particular lesson about force and control, it actually started, (laughs) it actually started about 10 years ago, (laughs) but I'm not going to roll back that far. Um, And the reason that I'm saying that is because for me, I didn't know, I genuinely didn't know how much of a big deal force and control were for me until life presented me with quite significant and dramatic um, situations, circumstances, cards that you've been dealt to, I feel like it's been to challenge that part of me that wants to force and control. Now I'm talking like from 10 years ago, longer, like from when my son was born, you know, he was born, he came into the world and I actually literally nearly passed having him. Like it was a bit of an event, but I think that that was my first big lesson in this is happening. You cannot control it. You cannot even influence it. You have to be in this moment in all of the discomfort of it, watching all of the people around you in the discomfort of this thing that you cannot control and this thing that you cannot force. And I feel like, I don't know about you, but I feel like for me, it takes me with my biggest lessons it takes me to learn them on repeat until they actually sink in. (laughs) And I don't think I'm alone with that. Hands up if that applies to you too. For some reason, my microphone went off then. Um, But I was just saying that that is the nature of a podcast. I can't see you if your hand is up. Um, So you can just direct message me anyway. I feel like this, this lesson on force and control has really, really 
um, come about in 2022. And it starts way back, obviously, as, it, as I've explained, but really it starts on New Year's Eve 2021. Um, as a lot of you know, my dad had ad- advanced dementia. He passed on New Year's Eve 2021. And for the majority of that year, 2021, my eldest sister and I were pretty much full-time carers for him. In fact, a lot of the year before as well. And I don't think that you have to have that kind of responsibility and obligation to feel and go through what I'm about to explain. But I think that when you have anything in your life that is not what you would want, you're in a situation where the cards that you've been dealt aren't the cards that you want, whether that's in relation to your own health or you might be a carer for someone else or whatever that is for you, you will know that your mind doesn't really switch off. It's like this thing that you carry and you'd rather not carry it, but you're obliged to carry it and your mind doesn't switch off. And also, because you are also spinning the plates of life, normal life and business, it brings up all of your inner shit as well. And so for any sort of insecurities you have or anything like that, it will, it feel, it felt to me like it magnified them. I I always used to feel like I was never doing enough. I could never be enough for who I wanted to be. Therefore, including my business at any one given time. And I would honestly say from a personal perspective that I spent the majority of my personal life in 2021 on high alert. So when this is all leading somewhere, by the way, it's not just like a sob story that I'm telling you. So when New Year's Eve came around and I sat with him, we sat with him and we watched him take his very peaceful final few breaths, it really did feel like a relief for us, but most importantly for him. And I think what I want to share with you about that, and if this is bringing stuff up for you that you'd rather not listen to, please turn the podcast off and come back to it when it suits or don't come back to it at all. But what I'm about to explain is is really lovely and beautiful. So stick with me if you can. When you see someone take their final breath, you cannot understand on a very deep, deep level the significance of it. It's a really special moment. It's a real privilege to witness. And because I think that you realize it signifies life. And for him, for dad, a man who'd lived such an honorable life, it was it was it was a relief to see him at peace and for me it's a moment of closure where you can see that happen and you know the significance of it and you know what it represents but what i didn't realize is the significance of his final breath for me no one prepares you for that so yeah you could you can sort of you know logically in your own mind you can sort of be like well obviously when someone takes their final breath you know the significance of it for them and for their life but no one prepares you for what it will do to you and just like the experience when my son took his first breath 15 years ago my life my life changed my identity changed everything about me changed when he took his first breath and I was no longer the same person because he was here no one tells you it's the same when someone takes their final breath, you're no longer you're no longer required to care for them. You're no longer required to be on high alert. You you don't have the same responsibilities or obligations. You're not who you used to be before they took their final breath. You're not. So for me, I wasn't a daughter anymore, right? And you don't have to juggle 
this very important ball alongside the rest of the balls that you're juggling in life and business. And on that note, leading this into the lessons, it didn't just change my life. It changed my business because in 2021, and yes, I know that this is an episode on the lessons of 2022, but all of this is significant. In 2021, I've been operating on such little time available to me. I didn't know this new way. You know, I woke up on New Year's Day 2022 and this was all very strange. Keep in mind, bearing in mind from a business perspective, I launched Thrive Life and Business mid-pandemic. That was not intentional. Like <laughs> I didn't mean to launch it mid-pandemic. It just turned out that way. And at the same time, I had dad who was very quickly de- declining with dementia. So all I've ever really known in business is to maximize on the time that I have available, is to... um be on high alert and, you know, navigating business. You all know you've been there navigating business during a pandemic and then navigating business, caring for someone who's got severe dementia. It It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And so it, and by the way, there is so much goodness that all of this has taught me that I've also reflected on, but I just want to share the lessons in this episode today. Like, there is so much goodness, so, so much. It's given me so much to navigate business in those times. It has made me so resilient. It has made me able to see past the noise of the media and what other people are saying and other people's fears and my own fears. It's taught me how to how to make the most of the time that I have available to me and how to prioritize high value activities. Those inside the Thrive First Method, I know you're seeing me right now. It's taught me a lot. It's taught me a lot, a lot. And I think that it's taught, the the other thing that I wanted to say is it's taught me also how to thrive even when my life circumstances are shit. And that that is something that I really stand by it. I really stand for it. I don't think that thriving is only to be saved when your life circumstances allow it because many of us aren't in that position of privilege. Many, many of us aren't in a position, even if you are financially privileged, for example, you might be going through something in your life or in your business that puts you in a position where you feel like, well, I'll thrive when I'm through this. I'm th- I'll thrive when, like I know that a lot of you right now are being impacted by the cost of living crisis in inverted commas. I'm not going to go into it. And um, the fear that surrounds that. And I know that for a lot of you, you have been mentally significantly impacted by what you the fears that you have around this and so that these are the reasons why i say thriving isn't just to be saved for when everything is rosy in the garden and anyway this isn't an episode on the the good stuff <laughs> this is an episode on the shit no it's an episode on the inner work that's why it's the inner work conversation this episode is about my lessons. So let me go back to it. What I've gleaned from all of this, all of this that I've just told you, what I've learned from this is come January, 2021, come January the 1st, sorry, 2022, this year, I realized I had this time now. Yes. I also carried grief and days later, like I think it was the 3rd of January, a fuck off case of COVID as well, (laughs) which for me was the first time I'd caught COVID. So all of that accumulated, like the grief, the arranging everything for dad's funeral, the COVID, all of it, you would think that the logical thing to do was rest and regroup and recharge. And I did, to be fair, I did do that, but I look back and I can now see 
It was extremely conditional. And this is where it goes back to the lesson. The lesson being, I've learned in 2022 about force and about control. And I look back on that version of myself who was literally set up camp in the front room, (laughs) trying to not allow Jimmy and JJ to get COVID, not really realizing that's not really how it works. Like if you've got COVID in your, what, what it seems like to me now is if you've got COVID in your household, the likelihood is that you, other people will have it too. So I spent a few days on the couch trying to shield them from it. But anyway, I did rest, but it was very conditional. I had a time frame in my head of how long I would let myself rest. Bearing in mind, I didn't, I'd never had COVID before. I didn't know the impact or how ill I was going to be or not be. But I look back and I can, if I'm really honest, it wasn't real rest. It was rest in pajamas. And it was productivity in pajamas. It was like I would work on my laptop on the couch, isolating from all the boys till the early hours of the morning on the technical side of my business. It wasn't really rest. It was force. It was hustle in the disguise of pajamas and no makeup. And what I can see looking back at that time is I'm okay became my auto response to others, but also to myself. Like, I think that I was so, I I think that 2021, I had been so um, resistant to what was going on around me. And I felt like I'd been dealt a bum card, to be fair. Like, I, I felt like I was carrying a lot of responsibility as well as running a business that it was almost like, well, now I don't have that responsibility anymore. I want to be okay. Like everything in me was just rejecting what was going on. I wanted to be okay. I wanted to start the new year in a positive, in inverted commas way. I didn't want to start the new year in a way of grief and having COVID. And so I can see now looking back that I used force and control to resist the cards that had still been dealt to me. And I was telling myself this lie. I wasn't really being truthful with myself because I was telling myself this lie of, well, dad's not here for you to care for anymore. And you've now got all of this time back available to you. Not really being truthful with myself. Remember the coin thing that I described at the beginning of this episode, not really looking at the rim of the coin and actually seeing my truth because my ego took over and went, no, this is the year where you have freedom and you are going to maximize it. You are going to make the most of it. And what did what did life meet my force with? Resistance. I can see now looking back that so much in my business, especially, so much resistance came up in business. And that was in, in every, it felt like um, navigating a maze. That's what it felt like this year, navigating a maze. And I don't, I don't think that that is because of anything other than trying to force a path, trying to control scenarios. And I can see now, looking backwards, how in, in look, I know what flow feels like. I know the signs of when you're releasing control and life supports you with seemingly coincidental synchronicities, especially in business. And because I know this light, because I know flow, I also can see the dark. And that's, for me, that's how 2021 began. And so what that led me to is it led me to trying harder and harder and harder. And it sort of leads me on to this lesson that I also can notice that I learned last year in this last year, which is 
if the work that you're doing or the idea that you're following or the thing that you're pouring energy into isn't aligned to you, pouring more effort into it isn't going to make it work. I'm going to say that again. If the thing that you're pouring your energy into, because this applies to anything, life, business, relationships, anything, if the thing that you're pouring yourself, your energy into isn't aligned to you and you're trying to convince yourself that it is, pouring more effort, pouring more energy, pouring more time, trying harder, it's not going to make it work. And that's not to say that you can't pursue something that's not aligned and take lessons from it. Like, I I just want to caveat all of this with nothing is truly wasted. Like, if you, if you are, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I'm in a job that isn't aligned to me and I'm convincing myself that it's the right thing for me because it pays well or because of this or because of that. None of it is wasted, right? None of the effort that you've put into it, none of the time that you've put into it is wasted because it's part of your life journey. You are learning that you, you are, you're going through this because it is giving you something in, by way of lessons, right? But my point is slightly different. Um, the best the best way that I can explain it is if you're pouring energy into a relationship, a romantic relationship, and you know it's not right, you know that in the depths of you, you know no matter how much you try, no matter how much you pour into this, it's just not right. But because you want it to work, for whatever reason, which I'm going to go into in a sec, you keep pouring and you keep trying. This is the lesson for me this year, because that is that is force, that is control, and. Just to, just to roll back a sec, it is the in-between the lines that's important here. That bit that I've just said, there's a reason that you want it to work. And that is the thing that is causing you to force. That is the thing that is causing you to continue to try and pour effort and energy into something that isn't aligned. What is that thing? What is that reason? Is it because you think that by exiting this fill-in-the-blank relationship job, um, business structure, whatever it is, is it because you think that by leaving that, nothing will come to take its place? Is it fear? Is it scarcity? Is it um, worry about being alone? What is it? Because that that thing that you can identify, rather than push it down and allow it to play out through your actions in life and in business, the closer that you can get to that fear and actually sit with the discomfort of it and actually be honest, allow that fear to sit with you and look at you, look at you and you look at it and be honest with yourself about it. And you be honest with yourself about your own capabilities to navigate the uncertainty of that actu- the fear actualizing. That is going to serve you so much more than continuing to pour yourself into things or relationships that aren't aligned, that aren't right. And it's that really deep reason. It's that why that you're continuing to pour, why you're continuing to try. And that for me is normally fear. The thing that I notice the most is when I am forcing or when I am trying to control, it's normally driven by fear and it can be masked. That's the hardest thing about it is it can actually be masked with good things. Yeah, but I'm I'm serving all of these people. Yeah, but I'm getting really good stats on and in, insert your thing, you know, KPIs in work, success measures on social media, listens on your podcast, whatever that is. And it can be masked so that it can actually feed into the real insecurity that you had in the first place. This is the trick. This is the um, thing that keeps us strung along 
is the outside results sometimes can feed into, uh, not feed into our insecurities. That's not what I mean. Um, I've said that wrong. It can feed into the part of us that needs our insecurities to be settled. And so it's an ongoing practice, like to be honest with yourself and to allow yourself to sit with the discomfort of your own truth. I, this is the job that I do for a living. (laughs) This is what I do. And it's still taking deeper work for me to sit with my own truth and not be led by my fears and my ego. And especially when I think those of you who are founders and business owners, you will relate to this a lot because you have no manager. Of course, it's different. Like if you pay a coach, you can get to your own, my opinion is you can get to your own truth a lot quicker and a lot more efficiently because you've got someone outside of yourself challenging you and challenging what your perception of truth is. But I think that when for me, like running a business is like, the, it's, there's two layers to it. There's the actions that you take or the inactions that you don't take. And then there's the underlying inner work that that is driving that action and inaction. And I think it's an ongoing practice. That's why there's no vulnerability in me admitting this. There's no shame in this, in that this is the work that I do. And this is still the work that I am doing on myself because it's an ongoing practice to, to keep and to continue uncovering your own truth, doing my own inner work. My ego wants me to ignore that truth. My ego wants me to continue on and just be led by the external metrics in life and business. How does this look? How is this being perceived to the outside world? Does this does this result make me feel good? How many likes is that getting? How many, all of that stuff, none of that is truthful. It's it's not that it's not truthful. It's none of that represents what my insides feel. And I think that it's an ongoing work to be in integrity, stand true to yourself and what matters to you. And so what this brings up is when you, again, something else that I posted on Instagram and this particular post got quite a lot of attention and it was, um, I'm just looking for it now. It says, when we realize that we haven't been completely truthful with ourselves, it's both liberating and scary because suddenly we see something that we can't unsee and then it's our choice what to do with that truth. That is literally the work that I do with my clients. And as you can hear from this conversation that I'm having with you today, that is also the work that I continue to do on myself. Because when you when you allow your truth to sit with you, it it forces you to let go of shame and criticism and judgment and sit in the discomfort and sit in the discomfort long enough for you to learn the lesson, surrender to it and really embody it. And that is when for me, the unraveling then comes on the inside and then I can look at my outside world. What are my relationships like? What is my business like? How have I structured it? How do I serve my clients? All of the things and see how my inner world is affecting my outer world. And there are so many things that I've learned from this that I'm going to share with you now. Just little snippets that I've written down in my own journal. And then I'm going to wrap up this episode. Um, so I don't really, I didn't really know what to call these. These are like affirmations, I suppose. Um, but I think that, and they're very, very personal. I think that by sharing them, 
you can sort of hear the process that I go through, which is looking back, being very honest with myself, allowing the honesty to come to me through dog walks and dog walks that haven't got me listening to a podcast or music. Just be with yourself, be with yourself long enough that it's almost like these drops of truth just come to you drip by drip. This not everything that I've explained today, none of this has come in one sitting. None of this has come in a journaling session. It's come over the practice of reflection and actually realizing, looking back at my outer world and seeing how that's been affected by my inner world. So some of the, I just want to finish off, as I say, with some affirmations that I've written down that I will probably pop up in a frame or on my wall or something like that where I can see them. Um, But I'm sharing these with you just so that you can see how I take that work. I realize that just because I've recognized this, it doesn't mean I've healed in inverted commas from it. It doesn't mean that it's done and I'm not going to go back and revert to old behaviors. That's not what growth is. Growth isn't a linear line, but it's just for me to be able to see that I've recognized that now. I've acknowledged that truth now. And like my Instagram post says, I can't unsee it. So now my choice is what do I do with that truth? So first thing that I've written down is I I release the need to give too much. I recognize that this tendency comes from insecurity and I allow myself to slow down long enough to stop it before I take action on it. That's the first affirmation that I wrote down. Um, What's the next one? I am ready to simply and unapologetically deliver the true expression of my work without feeling the need to jazz it up, (laughs) beef it out or mask it in order to make it more appealing, mainstream or impressive to the outside world. Next one. I will not try to be impressive or accepted by those whose opinion means a lot to me. One of the things that I can look back on um, where my ego did take over in 2022 is when someone who I deeply respect or want their high opinion of me, I would want to be impressive and accepted by them. And I recognize that I don't need to do that anymore. So that that's next one. <laughs> I don't overcomplicate in order to overcompensate. I keep things simple. Let me say that one again. I do not overcomplicate in order to overcompensate. I keep things simple. Um, I create from a place of trust, strength, self-assurance, and flow. I let go of the fear that I won't survive. I release my own destructive nature that is deeply rooted in force that comes from fear, which sort of like sums this episode up, right? <laughs> that in that one sentence in itself is probably the affirmation that I will continue to meditate on and focus on. I release my own destructive nature that is deeply rooted in force that comes from fear. I let my work flow through me easily. I am honest with myself, even when it's hard, especially when it's hard. I make sense. I don't need to explain myself. I am understood. I let go of blind activity, busyness, activity for the sake of feeling like I'm moving or activity that comes from fear or resistance. I will not operate from my shadows. I accept my darkness. I accept my shadows. I will not take action from there. I will accept them. I will let them be with me. I will let them pass through me, but I will not operate from them. I will be intentional and present when I create. 
I will give my life trust. I will allow the right activity to lead me and I will be available for it. I will receive it and I will act on it. I will be grounded and driven by self-assurance. I know that this is not an in-the-mind thinking feeling. I accept that life has its own plans and flow and I will stop interfering with my mind and take an action derived from destructive, chaotic fear. I let go of the need to control or force premeditated outcomes because I know that I will always be supported and I know that it will turn out okay. I know that when I am present with with my mind without acting from it or getting caught up in it is where my best work comes from and I allow my heart to bring my lightness into my mind's shitty little thoughts. (laughs) I release the need to control life. I do not need to control life. I let go of trying and instead I let life flow and I let it move through me and I respond to it. I practice trust, patience, surrender actively daily. I don't chase, I don't grasp. I allow things that are meant for me to come to me and I let go of what's not meant for me. In moments of despair, I return to my breath in all moments as a reminder that I don't really have anything to fear. I let go of old rules like prove your worth and I know that they lead to self-destruction. I will recognise when I'm being sucked into self-absorbed loathing and I will allow it to pass and support myself through it. I recognise that not every problem requires me to change myself but simply requires me to do the right thing at the right time. I will not ignore, repress or push down my own feelings. I allow them to communicate with me and bring awareness that my mind cannot. I will no longer be afraid of my own power. I will allow myself to be powerful. I no longer outsource my authority to anyone or anything else. I will not be led by anyone else's principles. I will free myself to be myself. I will be brave enough to put myself in situations where I'm just in the moment, unable to really think and be driven by the mind, and just do. Be unedited, allowing and trusting that that will be enough. I recognise that the more I try to force life to go and to flow, what does this say? No, wait there, that doesn't say that. I I recognise that the more I try to force life to flow where my mind and ego wants it to flow, as opposed to where it's naturally supposed to go, the more drained I will be and the less powerful I will feel. I take responsibility for my own feelings, not seeking to blame them on a reason or a person or a business issue or my hormones. And therefore they pass so much quicker too. I trust and accept how I feel and then I transcend it. I know that my feelings are within me because I can trust myself to hold them and I trust myself to process my feelings without playing them out. I will not stoop to fixing my feelings but instead I'll allow them to pass through my system naturally. I recognise that no feeling is bad. What is important is my relationship with it and myself and how I process my feelings. I can be around other people's emotions without becoming them or taking responsibility for them. I can look up to someone and respect them without making them the authority of me. I realise that grace is earned through graciousness and I honour that. I see that I can be a victim of things that happen to me without being a victim of my own emotions because of it. I know that just as I'm about to give up hope, 
redemption and liberation comes and I trust life. I will not complain within my own mind. I will not be consumed by the drama of my own mind. I will not allow my thoughts to play into the belief that life is so, so hard. I will seek to be awakened from my own negative chatter and self-loathing. And when I breathe deeply, it fills me up with hope and light. I refuse to be my own worst enemy, but instead I strive to be my own biggest supporter. I will not lie or deceive myself through mindless, disempowering and destructive acts, thoughts and beliefs. I know that I reap what I sow with myself, even if it takes longer for me to see things in the physical form. I can hold it in my mind and in my heart and take action from deep faith. I think that's a really important one. Going back to what I talked about earlier on in the episode, like truth, really inner truth. It's only something that you have with yourself. Only you know how truthful you are being with yourself. That's what that one means. Let me say it again. I know I reap what I sow. Even if it takes longer for me to see things in physical form, I can hold it in my mind and in my heart and take action from deep faith. And then lastly, I hold myself as my biggest authority placing the opinions and principles of others secondary to my own. I'm going to say that one again because I think it's important. I hold myself as my biggest authority, my most powerful authority, placing the opinions and principles of others secondary to my own. I do not seek to earn the admiration from others or impress them. I respect my feelings, never trying to substitute them with substances or experiences. I enjoy the experience of being alive and I actively daily fine tune my own truth always. I am open hearted, humble. I do not seek to impress. I communicate my depth uninterested and unfazed by whether I am misunderstood or rejected. My demons eyes have fear in them. And if I'm brave enough to look, I know that I'm powerful enough to look them in their eyes. I do not automatically assume that anyone thinks badly of me. I assume that I'm accepted and I act as though I'm included. I do not self-reject to defend my own heart and I will be transparent with myself and with others always. They are some of the affirmations that I have written down as a result of doing this reflection work and I think that it was important for me to share them with you so thank you for being with me while I share them. Just to help you guys see that when you take these lessons, part of you taking them is to, it's almost like writing a new story for yourself. You're allowed to do that. You know, you're allowed to take a lesson and start to create a story and start to notice the parts of yourself that need work and be with those parts of yourself rather than go, okay, so that's the lesson. Now I'm going to move on. And it's like this, it becomes this like tick box exercise those affirmations that I've written down, they're not once and done. I haven't just written them down and then that that is it. They are in true life and that is who I am. It's like they are the depths of my inner work. And so they are what I carry through. And that is the beauty of reflection. That is the beauty of looking backwards, taking the lessons, is that by doing so, you are then able to go, okay, so how do I want things to be then? Rather than just take the lesson through with you, you are then able to start to define how you want things to look for yourself, the new reality that you want for yourself. Notice how none of this for me is like next year in business, I want to earn this much. 
next year in business, I want to drive that car. There's nothing wrong with those things. And yeah, I have goals externally for myself, but I recognize, just like I said earlier on in the episode, I recognize so deeply that my outside world quite often reflects what's going on in my inner world. And so that's where I start. And that's where in sharing all of this with you today, with all of my truth, I am hopeful that it can spare you on and inspire you to do the same. So on that note, I hope that this has served you today. I hope that you are able to take some time for yourself to honestly reflect, look back, take your own lessons. And if you want support with that, that is the work that we do. It's not just reflecting for reflection's sake. This is about growth. This is about your evolution. This is about you navigating life and business, becoming not becoming something or becoming this finite endpoint, just becoming a truer version of who you are. That is this work. And I invite you into it, whether that is through these podcast episodes or through my one-to-one work or any of the group programs that I'm working on in 2023. You are invited. If this work calls to you, then that's your invitation. You can contact me. You can look at the links in the show notes. Um, you can head straight across to www.tlb.org.uk forward slash work with me or you can just keep following along Um, but whatever you choose to do please make it meaningful please when you invest your time or your financial resources or whatever it is that you're investing in yourself please make sure that you are taking responsibility for your own growth and your own evolution so with that please never forget I am always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering you on too